guys. This is Evelyn. This is Natalie. And we're the Goldens. Our goal is to spread love, positivity, and help people start their healing journey. Welcome back, guys, yet to another episode. Again, my name is Natalie, and Evelyn's right here with me. Hi, guys. I hope you guys are all doing well. So today we're going to be talking about more, um, a little bit more about ourselves, of course. Um, and it's obviously related to like healing. It's part of life. It's part of personal growth. So we're going to be dis- discussing like our personal um, breakups with uh, maybe our previous relationships, um, how we dealt with the situation, what we gained from it. And um, how we're doing now and how we're handling things different with our relationship. Because it's very important to learn these things more of yourself, of course, to be able to be with someone else. So, Evelyn, have you ever felt like your previous breakup, like, taught you some things in life? I felt like I grew a lot. Mm -hmm. And as a person, as a person, I matured. I learned from my mistakes. Yeah. And I I healed, obviously, like it made me into a better person. And I, I obviously didn't want to make the same mistakes as I did before mm-hmm. with you. Yeah, because I, I definitely learned my mistakes. So what about you? Absolutely. I agree. I had this relationship and I know that we're probably like diving in really fast. But um, I had this previous relationship. Obviously, this relationship started when I was younger. So, of course, you're young. You're young and stupid, right? You don't know what you're doing. We've said that before in our previous episode. Um, but definitely taught me a lot of things about not only how to deal with someone else, but also how to deal with my personal emotions. And I feel like as a person, there's always like something that you can grow from something that you can learn because we don't know it all guys but so to make a very long story short I'm just gonna go ahead and start I had this I met this girl and this happened when I was in high school we all know that when you're in high school and I'm not mean you know I don't want to like shame anybody if you you stayed with you know the person that you were in high school with but for me it just didn't work out the way that I thought right I was young naive and stupid and obviously I was way younger than my partner at that time mm-hmm. so I met her and at every at the very beginning it was very very like joyful to be with her you're excited about this person and of course you're going through all these things that back at home that you know have you ever gotten like the feeling like oh my god like you know this person makes me really really happy I'm sure you felt that too, like the things that you were going through like at home with, you know, the previous talks that we've had, like as far as like our traumas and everything that we grew up with and we had to endure. Um, Definitely you you feel like, oh my God, sense of belonging somewhere, right? So I was with this person for close to 10 years. I would say nine nine and some years, right? So it's a very long time and- I know that I shouldn't say this because it makes me the person that I am today, but I wish I wouldn't have spent so much time. But again, you don't know. You don't know how to deal with certain things in life, especially if these things were never taught to you, you know? At this time, you said you were going through a hard time at home. Oh, definitely. Yeah. I was moving back, you know, back and forth and it was just pretty rough. Can you like summarize just like what you were going through at the time? So how, like older you and what was going on? Just like a quick summary of it before you get into the 
relationship aspect. Yes. So I was in high school. I was probably, you know, like it's like your crush that you have on someone and you're like, okay, like whatever. You start dating, experimenting. You're going through all of these emotions when you're young. So I was basically 15 years old. And at that time, my partner was 18 years old. So she was like ready to get out of like high school. Now, I personally never saw it as like a big red flag. But as the years passed by, I was like, whoa, like maybe I should have dated someone my age. Maybe I shouldn't have gotten into a relationship that young. And definitely the things back at home were not great. I felt very pushed off to the side. Let's just say that. Let's just say you felt alone. I felt very alone, very personally attacked. You gotta like think that around this time I had came out to my parents. Oh, okay. Okay. So, I so already, they already knew. They already knew, okay. but there was some restrictions. So there was a lot of faking it at home, pretending I was someone that I wasn't. Right. I had to play off so many things and I know we're getting like really, really deep. But um, I think it's very important to people to people for people to hear our story, and to be able to relate in some way, and know that they're not alone. So, back during that time, everything was beautiful. I guess during that time, I just felt like, oh my god, like I'm gonna meet up with this person. I'm gonna go out. That was like the highlight of like my youth when I was growing up. And of course, after I graduated. Fast forward to graduation, um, obviously working a job, part-time job, whatever, while still attending college. And it was more of like a party scene type of thing. So at the very beginning, I didn't really pay too much attention to it as far as like, oh, I want to marry this person, nothing like that, right? But then as the years passed by, a lot of intermediate things happened to where I never saw that they were wrong until I got out of the relationship. And I didn't know how long... It had damaged me for how long it had damaged me. So definitely, again, saying I didn't I didn't know what I was doing at this time. Right. You were like immature. Immature. Exactly. Um, but you were so young, excited. Yeah. Ready to live life and party and probably excited to be 18. And like those normal young adult thoughts. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So. Fast forward to, you know, during college, um, my college early years, whatever, I, everything was okay, but I started feeling a little off with certain things. I felt like... But, like, I, I want to know, because I feel like you didn't really explain, like, how your relationship was with your ex, like, during high school. Like, how was it? And, like, was it a strong relationship? Like, can you describe a little bit of, like, how that was? And then maybe talk a little bit about, like, what happened when you entered or graduated high school and then went into college. Yeah, so so when I was young and we were just dating, it was, like, the first couple of years and I was in high school. I was super young, right? We Our relationship and our connection was obviously strong at that point in time because we were excited. We call it, what, the honeymoon phase, right? Everybody yeah. goes through it. Everybody experiences that phase. Mm-hmm. Some people, you know, it's years and some people, it's for some people, it's months. Um, during that period of time, I literally had just had to move schools yet once again. Um, and I was just not having a good time because I felt like my whole um, life I had to like move school 
move schools, change activities, change group of friends. And it just, I felt very unbalanced. And so at the beginning, it was really great. She was more of a like support and was always responsive to what I needed at that time from her. So yeah, absolutely. It was beautiful. It was chocolates and roses and I'm there for you and notes and all of that was beautiful at the very beginning. First first love encounter. Like a first love encounter. So there was a lot of like adventures as well. And of course, this whole time, keep in mind, guys, like this whole time, I'm like keeping my life on the down low. I have my parents like both of my parents are separated, right? Yeah. So both of my parents didn't know exactly what was going on with my life because I had to lie about my sexuality. So that was hard. Because I had to keep saying, oh, this person's my friend. This person's my friend. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. So it was really hard. Obviously, at some point, you're like, that's weird. Why is your friend always here, right? It doesn't make sense. You started being suspicious. And yeah. And I started noticing it. Yeah. But that that in itself was really, really hard. It's really hard to hide it. And my dad kind of found out some things going back to when I was in college. Yeah. I mean, going back to when I was in high school. Yeah. And so he had kind of already knew. I had, At an early stage. So I came out to my dad when I was a freshman in college. I mean, in high school. In high school. Wow. I was a freshman in high school yeah. and I came out to him and I sat him down and I was like, hey, I think I like girls. <laughs> Yo, dad, I'm gay. <laughs> <laughs> but um, at that point in time, he probably thought it was just a face. And he like kind of like parent, huh? Exactly. Did he get take away my phone and restricted me from all of these other things and make me made me feel like I was just an extra item in the house? Yeah, absolutely. He did do that. And I'm sure we're not the first people to express that, especially, you know, being gay or whatever. Yeah. Um, so that happened with my freshman year. I met my partner at that time, my sophomore year in high school. We were together for a very long time. After a while, I depended more on her as like a friend, which I think that's where I felt very, very confused about a lot of things. So we're both experimenting different parts and aspects of our lives and shit, you know, happens. So d- during the college period, um, we were both kind of doing our own thing with our careers and her mom ended up getting really, really sick um she ended up passing away and then her dad got really sick and then he passed away and it was just it was really rough I didn't know how to handle all of that that was like going around those are things that you should experience when you're like what and I'm not I mean I'm not one to say older yeah and those are not things that you should be experiencing I just feel like I wasn't ready for all of that it was a lot of pressure and in some ways she felt like I wasn't there for her emotionally like I was emotionally unavailable which that could be partially true because I was so manipulated by my parents and I was so afraid of what they were gonna think and I was so afraid of my dad like not wanting me around even though he had previously like disowned me and I know it sounds really shitty and I'm I'm glad like I'm able to say it without like tears in my eyes because man, I've surpassed so many things in life. Yeah. And so going back to like, you know, that time my mom was more of a support to me. I was living under her roof, obviously. I wouldn't stay there as often, but I I was there still. So my mom was more of the type of person who would say, Oh yeah, I accept you, but you have to do these things for me or I accept you, but you know, 
I need this in return. Yeah, I need this in return. It comes with a price. Not that she would literally tell me that, but that was the vibe. So, um, I remember clearly that time she would do anything because she at the at the end of the day she she knew that I was with her. I mean, she's always mentioned that she always knew you were gay, right? Right. She knew always knew that you were a lesbian. Yeah, she knew since since you were born. Since I was a baby, she said like she noticed a lot of things, right? Yeah, a lot of characteristics that are like a little (laughs) weird, and um, so yeah, like so during that time, my mom was dating this guy and he had um two boys that were around my age and this is this is gonna be really fucked up and i know i know people are gonna be thinking like well how can you allow your mom to dictate your life but you gotta keep in mind that at this point in my life i felt like if i didn't do the things or the if i didn't have the means to follow through with my plan as far as my career as far as everything else I felt that I wasn't going to make it because of all the trauma that I had. I didn't know how to handle all the trauma at that point in my life. And I was so young. And then everything was also happening very fast. Yeah, like everything was just super fast. Like a lot of responsibilities at once. Exactly. And I'm sure other people have handled it better. And kudos to them. And, you know, but at that point in my life, I felt like I couldn't handle that. I didn't even know if I knew myself well enough. So I was easily manipulated by situations and even by my mother at that point in time. And she would try to convince me to go over to her boyfriend's house and so I could talk to his sons and so I could magically turn straight. And this is, I'm just telling you like all in a nutshell, but it is true. It did happen. And now fast forward to now, I'm like, that was really messed up. Like, damn. (laughs) Like, that's my mom. Yeah, because if if you had a daughter, you you wouldn't be fucking doing those things to her. No, like, that's I wouldn't. Mentally fucked up and draining. That is fucked up. You don't do that to your children. You don't do that to your kids. Yeah, exactly. So, so I did end up messing up a few times. So, going back, what I'm trying to say is like nobody's perfect in the relationship, right? You're you're right. growing. A lot of shit has happened. Mm-hmm. A lot of trauma has happened, mm-hmm. and then going into like probably when I was like 21 22 mm-hmm. I ended up having we, we ended up in a car accident right and our partying and our going out obviously got out of hand right and let's just say that I was the one who got in trouble I took the fall for everything yeah and I was very I was manipulated into a situation again because of my upbringing yeah. at that point in time I didn't know how to handle it and during this time, too, um, my grandma had just gotten diagnosed with cancer. So it was just like hitting me from every single angle, mm-hmm. you know, and I was going through school and I was getting all of these things done as well, trying to just keep my head afloat. But and did you did you ever drop out of school during this time? No, you kept going. I kept going oh my God. the full time and That's summers, hard. too. What made you like want to keep going to school? I felt that if I didn't do that for myself, yeah. like nobody else was gonna have my back. And plus, I feel like you also had some sense of control. Like you had some, you had control of that in your life. Exactly. Right? So that was like the one thing that I'm like, okay, like this is where I'm good at. This is what I I can thrive in. Mm-hmm. And and this is all I got. And this is all I got. Yeah. Damn. 
So, of course, our my relationship with my partner at that time got really rocky, and it was just very... And this was after the, the accident, right? This was after the accident. And during that, that period of time, obviously, this whole time we were together, but I found out that she was, like, texting with this girl that she had just met at work. So, she was cheating on you. So, she was technically cheating on me, yeah. Right. And at that point, I didn't know how to wrap my head around everything. I just... I'm like, you just lost one of your parents, and you're doing this? Do you think... You would have broken up with her during this time when all that stuff was going on? Do you think it would have made things better? I think that at that... I think if I would have broken up the day that I asked her for her to move out with me and she said no, that's the oh, day... Okay. Like, things would okay. have been so much better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you... There would have been no accident. They wouldn't have been... You guys you had know, each other's support, right? Yeah, exactly. You move in with somebody, you're committed, you have each other's support. And then you you guys could have probably saved some time. Exactly. Yeah. Some headaches. Specifically, like, during this whole time, guys, keep in mind that my mom was also, like, using me in a way to, like, take my brother, you know, to places and, and drive. Like, kind of saying, like, if you want to go out with your girlfriend, like, you have to do this for me. Because you're a lesbian and you're living under my roof. Oh, my God. I know. That's, like, it, mentally abusive. Yeah, it is. It's emotionally draining, and it's mentally it's mentally fucking, like, it's just a constant thing. It's like, I don't care what's going on, but, like, as long as you do this for me, I'll let you. And what was she doing during this time, if you don't mind sharing, like, why you will go take care of your little brother? Um, like, first of all, why would she ask you to take care of your little brother? Like, what was she doing during this time? So, most of the time she was working and stuff. Um, It wasn't like she was, like, going out or anything like that. Oh, okay. But at the same time, I felt like she shouldn't have asked me in, in with those terms. It's like, sign this lease right here. Sign this paper right here saying that you're going to basically, I'm, you know, I'm going to own you. But you can do what you want. But I'm going to own you. So, I dictate your time. And how was she treating you on top of everything? So, for the most part, she was okay, but she was very manipulative and I, very narcissistic and just very dictating toward the point, you know, to the point that, you know, my family started noticing, you know, I'm not going to get too specific on that, but they started noticing like, hey, like, relax. Like, I feel like, like, you know, it was like, hey, Natalie, bring me this. Hey, Natalie, bring me that. Hey, like literally back to back to back to back on a like chill Sunday afternoon when we're spending time with family. So... That's, like, kind of, like, an example of, like, her expectancies for me, like, for her daughter. And I didn't know how, so like... we were basically serving her. Exactly. And her needs whenever yeah. she... Because I was gay. Him. And because yeah. I basically, you know, I owed her. That's, that's kind of how I felt. She's never you told me that. because you're her lesbian gay daughter. Yeah. That's kind of how it felt. That's heartbreaking. Yeah, it is. It's, it's really fucked up. But, um... Nonetheless, during this whole time, obviously, like, our relationship, super rocky, right? Like, all this shit, life is happening. And fast forward to, like, I, like I said, I wasn't a saint. I ended up messing up a few times. And what's important here, guys, is that I'm gonna, like, start going, like, what happened? What finally, like, broke our relationship? But, so, okay, we ended up coming back from a trip. This is, like, maybe, like, nine nine years in, okay? Literally, like, we went through all that bullshit, finally surpassed it, and said, okay, cool, like, we, it's been a long time, let's try this out. 
And during this time, I felt like she she didn't really want to do anything with her life. But she ended up going, you know, back to school or back to whatever. I'm not going to be specific again. But she went back and I encouraged her. I would study with her. I basically, because that's what you're you supposed to do. Her I motivated to her. To get like, back into her yeah, because purpose in life. I can't even imagine losing my parents. Right. As so you shitty were just as trying you... to understand her. Exactly. As, as much as you could. Yes. Yeah. And so... You know, there's always two sides to every story, but she, in some ways, found ways to manipulate me and manipulate the situation as well. And so my brain at that point during this period of time, during these nine years, I didn't realize how unhealthy I was. I didn't realize how manipulative the people around me were because I was already so broken before I had met her that. It just made it worse. And so fast forward to like her going back to school and finishing her career choice. Um, I show up with flowers, you know, to her graduation. And this was her second graduation. But nonetheless, she's finally going to get the career that she wanted. And so I show up with roses and literally like she does not even grab the roses. She does not hug me, caress me in any type of way. And at this point, both of our families knew that we were together and so that was like the first red flag after nine years. That she was didn't like, like thank you or no, show like you any nothing, type of love nothing. or affection, nothing. Wow, like in front of everybody, right? Wow, so That's fucked up. But behind closed doors, she would tell me, "Oh, it's because I care a lot about you. You're the one for me." All this so did bullshit. Did that feel fake to you? It just felt how like. How did like, you feel in that moment? In that moment, I was just in awe, and I was like, "What am I doing with my life?" Like, what is going on? What has happened? And what the fuck am I doing with my life? Obviously, you felt very disrespected. Yeah. That's fucked up. It's fucked up. So then, okay, whatever. Fast forward. And I'm like, okay. And this was like the biggest mistake of my life. Mm -hmm. But I decide to propose to her. And to lock it in before. Because I started feeling like. A little shaky. Like, what the fuck? I've invested all this time. Her? I felt like I was losing her. Okay. And I could say that comfortably now oh, because okay. that's so, exactly what was so happening. Was, what, what happened is that you felt like she was slowly pulling away and you felt that pull and you were like, I'm going to lock it in now. So, yeah. like, everything hopefully gets better. Yeah. That was your way of, like, solution, right? Yeah, now. exactly. So, yeah, that was, like, a quick fix. And I decided to propose to her. And her reaction was nothing what I would have expected, right? What? What do you mean? It was not. It was it was not like, oh my god, like the hug, the kissing. She kind of looked at me like weird at first, confused. But I in that moment, if I already knew in that moment, like why did I waste more time? Right? Of course. Yeah. Like you know, as a you know your partner when you've been your with your partner for a very long time. You know, you read yeah, the nonverbals. Right. So she was off. Obviously, she said yes. Fast forward to the following year. This happened, obviously, during Christmas period of time. Like, it wasn't Christmas Day, but it was around Christmas. And fast forward to the following year. We go on a trip. And she's been very sketchy, very shady, not wanting to sit next to me, texting and doing weird ass shit, right? Another thing I noticed is she wouldn't connect her phone on the... The USB, the Apple yeah, CarPlay. the uh, yeah, the Apple CarPlay. She would not connect her phone, and I was like, "Oh my god, like play some jams," because we would take turns driving, and I would be like, "Okay, like while I'm driving, like play some jams." Like, yeah, she didn't want to, she didn't want to connect her phone, and that should have been like 
another hint, but I ignored it. And part of me was like, I already knew all these things, but I kept ignoring them, pushing them aside, pushing them aside. And so once we come back from that trip, um, I end up finding out that she has been texting this girl and she had even bought in an wait, outfit. Wait, wait. Can I ask? <laughs> yeah. Okay. How exactly did you find out? <laughs> so I got out of work and at this point I'm working night shifts. So I come out, you know, he's just like, hey, whatever. So it's like, early like, so it's like early morning. This yeah. is like freaking eight in the morning. Okay. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to shower. So, you know, guys, like sometimes you feel like that sunken <laughs> feeling in your stomach and you just know that shit's off. Like, something's off. How many red flags do you need? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> no, no, not, not for you, but just in general. Like, even for me. Honestly, I think that everybody, like, first red flag, it's like, this person might get a chance. But the second time, guys, like, that's it. Like, like you guys, stop the red, yeah, flags, right stop the red flags right there. Save yourself, like, nine years. Oh and just, God. yeah, that's it. Like, if it's not going to work out, you, you obviously... And this is not to say that she's not compatible with someone else. But with me, she wasn't compatible. We outgrew each other after three years. That's the truth. That's that exactly relationship changed. That's exactly when things changed. That, that should have only lasted three years. That relationship should have been only three years. And we should have both been single after that. So save yourself the time. And I'm not saying this because, oh my God, I'm hurt. No, I'm way past that. I've already you know, moved on from that. I'm healing now. I'm healing parts of me that obviously came out of that relationship that were negative, you know, but I'm I'm over that. So yeah, fast forward to all that. I felt just a sunken feeling in my stomach yeah. and I was like, mm, Oh my God. Mm. Oh my God. So, <laughs> You're going to be nervous. <laughs> so she had her watch and at that point in yeah. time, like her Apple watch, like didn't have a passcode and I just felt it, Bruh. you know, like I just felt it. <laughs> and I... <laughs> I know that's like stupid. Oh my God. So she grabbed, I grabbed her watch, putting my clothes over it and sliding it off like the, the Are dresser. You sneak, girl, you're sneaky. And I go, but I just felt it. I felt uncomfortable. Yeah. I felt like something was off and it was eating me alive. You, you ran back to the restroom after you were in the restroom. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> so I go into the restroom so I get a shower. Yeah. And then I go through her watch. And at this point, I didn't want to look at her watch, but I just like, I'm like, this is going to be my answer. And so I opened the messages and it was like, okay, baby, good luck at your appointment. And I'm like, baby, whose appointment? Like, what the fuck? Who was what? saying that to who? She was saying that to this girl. Yeah. Your ex was saying that to her? Yeah. And I was like, oh, hell no. Whose appointment? Like, I just got off oh, of work. Fuck. You're definitely not talking to me. Like, once, once you're calling somebody baby... Like, you're, you're all the way in. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, like something. there's definitely something going on. There. Guys, and keep in mind. I've already met, talked, hanged out, everything. Yeah, kissed, everything. Yeah. God knows what Baby, else, right? Like, yeah. Yeah. So I was like, okay, cool, whatever. Like, I go back into the room and I was like, what the fuck is this? And I throw the watch, right? Well, this guy, at this time, I, I went ballistic. I lost my shit. I... Maybe I went overboard, but I'm like, what the fuck, bro? Like nine years, like I was there during all this bullshit. I, mean, I feel like you had every right to lose your shit and be explosive, but because nine years is such a long time after you proposed. Yeah, she could have just not accepted the ring. Yep, she could have just said, "I'm not ready." Easy like that. Yeah. And I had previously asked her too. I'm like, if you haven't gotten over the things that I've done or the things that we've both have gone through, like it's okay, just tell me. She never did. She would just, like, ignore it. 
She never did. I asked her so, so many times. Just had each other there. Like it felt that way. Yeah. Anyways, so, like you guys eventually got very used to each other. Yeah. With the years. Yeah. Okay. So okay, so we end up. I end up going crazy, right? I end up calling the girl, and then she. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, I'm one of those. <laughs> I end up calling the girl and I'm like, oh, did you know this, this and that? And she's like, like what do you mean? Like, did you know that, you know, she, she was had, engaged? she was engaged. Did you know that she was with someone for a very long time? And of course the girl was like, oh, like, no, of course not. She like she know. lied to both of us. Like, but I don't think that's true. I think it's bullshit. She must have told her something else. Like, oh, I'm like in an unhappy relationship. And like, you think so? I think so. Okay. I feel it in my heart because she sounded very fake. Oh, and, okay. Okay. Yeah. Even after the fact, like she was still talking to her. Oh my god! She she was still like going out with her. Like she, I know that they were still talking. There was some type of communication. Yeah. So, anyways, when we ended up like, I ended up breaking up with her, but then I ended up talking to her like a day later, and I was like, hey, like we've invested like so much time. So how low did I have to be to still do that? You know. How were my morals and my, how was my self-worth at that point in time for me to feel like, oh my God, like I still have to go and, and ask her, like, do you really want to throw this away? For validation. Exactly. There. Because the I, the answer was there. Yeah. The answer was there the, this whole time. Mm-hmm. So anyway, we ended up breaking up. She was like, and to top it off, she didn't even want to. She said no. So after that, it was just like back and forth, back and forth. But I still felt like she had, like, control over me in some weird way, like, some manipulative way. And it wasn't the first time that I realized it, like, because she would make me, she would make something inside of me just get so fired up, almost, like, narcissistic behavior. Well, maybe because you would remember all the bad negative things that happened to you, that she did to you. Yeah. Especially the cheating. Like, once the cheating happens, you lose all trust and there goes all the respect. Exactly. So... Anyway, um, so going back to, like, our initial, like, like we broke up and then it just was, she wasn't there for my birthday afterwards, but I was still, like, hung out with her. I was still trying to fix it. I was still, because at this point, our families were involved. I had already gone through all the bullshit with my parents. Like, it was just, like, so wasteful for me. I, that's how I saw it at that point in my life. And so, but it just never worked out. It just never worked out until I started pulling away. That's when she wanted to come back in the picture. And I was like, absolutely not. Like, that's that's not how this works. Mm-hmm. And so many times, like, she left me, like, she stood me up or I would go over to family functions and she would just, like, leave me there sitting down. Like, it was embarrassing. I don't know why I did that. I don't know why I did was that. was this after the fact? Or? This was after the fact. Wow. I was still trying to, like, mend whatever we had. And I mean, because that's what you do with your partner. Yeah. It's when you're in a serious relationship, you, you try your best and you do everything for it not to break apart. Demolish. Yeah, exactly. And I just felt like it was so much time that, you know, that I felt like, oh my God, I don't want to throw this away or whatever, whatever. Right. So, but I'm glad I didn't, that I didn't stay there. I'm glad that I wasn't a sitting duck. And I finally, after all this time... (laughs) Like, I was able to open my eyes and move forward. Definitely move forward. So, yeah, but but I didn't know. I didn't know how much power 
I was giving her, like, just with, like, mentally, it was more of, like, a mental um, manipulation strategy. And narcissistic people mm-hmm. are very, are very um, controlling. controlling, and yeah. they're very... They're like wizards in the way that they talk to you and the way that they make you feel. Because they tell you what you want to hear. Yeah. To twist the truth and to twist your actions and your response. And I didn't know that. But I was so used to it from, you know, all this other BS at home. Yeah. That I didn't know how to differentiate. You just thought it was normal. Exactly. Mm -hmm. I was like, well, this is what we need to do. Like, this is what you have to do in a relationship. I didn't know any better. So definitely coming out of that relationship, um... I learned a lot of things and I really learned them the hard way. I had to learn how to love myself again. I had to learn how to look at myself in the mirror and and be okay with that person. And I had to go back, you know, for everybody, like there's different things that we believe in. But obviously, I, 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 I'm not religious, but I do believe in God and I believe he's my higher power. And I felt like I had to go back and I had to talk to him and and say like where did I lost my like where did I lose myself what where when did this happen like was I was already lost when I met her so it just made it worse Mm -hmm. so coming back from that definitely get in tune with my emotions definitely I had to kind of salvage the pieces that I had left within me and I had to grab life by its I'm not gonna say it, but I had to grab life by the balls and just, you know, try to fall in love with myself again and pull myself out of that darkness that I felt. Yeah. And I'm really glad it happened. I'm really glad that I'm here now. I would have never met you. I would have still been stuck there. I I mean we talk I mean, about honestly, it all the time but I'm like I would have not it's scary it's... like you do go back and you're like fuck like what if I would have made the wrong choice for myself what if I never walked away I would have still been there and yeah I would have never met you I would have never gone through these beautiful experiences I would have never met the real your real self yeah the I real me yeah the yeah I would have been the so... real you <laughs> I would have been so lost. I would have never had given myself that opportunity. And it took long enough for me to get out of it. But I'm glad I just eventually did, given the trauma that I had gone through. And like I've said before, I know that there's worse things. And I'm, I'm sure that there's people that are stronger. And But for me at that time, it felt very shitty. And then to top it all off, I lost my grandma. And I know that these are things that you go through. But the way that you lose a person... It's like things that were back to back to back to back. And I'm like, well, like, when am I going to get a break? Like, I just need like a, a full year to like, you know, think. And I, I didn't even get that. But just a, a whole year to even start to heal or start exactly. your healing process. Exactly. <laughs> just to even realize that you were living this traumatic life. Yeah. So that's a little bit of, of a story about my previous relationship and the things that I did I definitely took some time guys I took some time but I also started overworking myself so that's that's you know another story for another time but definitely take some time for yourself to just to feel what you have to feel that way you can grieve the way that you need to grieve and be able to bounce back from it 
bounce back from all of that. Of course, there's like multiple resources. But anyways, we'll get into that a little bit later. Evelyn, do you want to share how your previous relationship was and what you learned from it? Yeah, of course. I mean, first off, I want to say that if you made it all the way here, congratulations. Okay, so we were thinking of making this into a two-part, but we're just going to continue this and make it, you know, that way it all sticks together and that way your story is here, my story is here all together in one episode. But yeah, I mean, mine is obviously very different from yours. Like, I just hear these stories and I'm like, fuck, like, this is crazy. Mm-hmm. How can a single human, because we're humans. Yeah. How can we go through all of these things? All the trauma, all, all the pain, all the lies. But uh, then again, nobody's perfect. It wasn't your parents' your parents' fault. Exactly. Like, I'm Nobody not a parent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, it just, it happened the way it happened because that's the way God wanted it to happen. And we're supposed to just trust the universe. Because then think about this. You would have never been here where you are now. Exactly. You wouldn't be doing the things that you're doing now exactly You've ne- you would have never been the bold wo- smart beautiful woman that you are now full of mm-hmm. confidence and now you can go out there and help others uplift just others like you are now mm-hmm. you know you're sharing your testimony and maybe somebody out there can hear this and they can give them that little tiny piece of hope and faith because sometimes you just gotta hear it from someone else someone out there <laughs> <laughs> and it just it's just, I mean, it's not going to fill you in with so much hope and faith, but just that little drop can get something started in your heart. Mm-hmm. Or that one little comment that you said, you know, they relate to that. Our viewers, I mean, our viewers, our listeners can relate to that. And, you know, it can possibly help them. And even if it's just in, in the smallest way. Exactly. But me, man, oh my goodness. Um it's still very hard for me to talk about this just mm-hmm. because I'm still going through my healing process. And for me, I I also came out at a very young age. Mm-hmm. I was like, my mom started, my mom knew the whole time. Yeah. I, I was a different kind of lesbian. <laughs> <laughs> I loved sports. Yeah. And I loved getting messy outside and I loved, you know, to be with the chickens and the dogs and just getting messy, full of dirt and mud. And I, I I had an older brother. I have an older brother. And I used to steal his clothes because, you know, Tommy back then when I was five years old, Tommy was like huge. And I would be like, oh my God, like, I like those t-shirts. I like those basketball shorts. I like those clothes. Like, I like that style. So your mom could see it right off the bat. Like, like, oh my God, like, there's something off. Yeah, she caught me wearing my brother's clothes one day. (laughs) And how did she respond? Oh, she was pissed. Yeah. She just told me that. And it's so funny because she's always been very, like, what's the word? Straightforward. No. She's always, my my mother has always been very stereotypic. Mm -hmm. So, you know, girls wear pink and guys were blue. blue. <laughs> yeah. And one time I was wearing this uh cuz my my older brother is gay. He's gay as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Just to top it off, right? Um but I didn't know obviously. I didn't know at this time. You were young. But he 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 uh he had bought a pink Tommy shirt and I oh, I remember this so well. And I went into his closet and I got that pink shirt and I put it on. I mean, obviously it fit me like a dress. Yeah. And I was like, 
hell yeah like, <laughs> i feel so good in this and i think about this and i'm like oh my god like i wanted to wear that shirt and i would steal it from him because obviously if he would get go, uh, come back home mm-hmm. he would get pissed off so i would yeah. have to make sure i would steal it wear it for a little bit without nobody noticing and then i had to put it back before he got home <laughs> or before your mom saw you or that yeah because my mom used to be a um uh let's say she was a business owner and she was very busy with this bar that she owned and my family owned the bar back then and uh they were just really busy so in my free time (laughs) when she wouldn't take me to the bar with her you know to count the money or to count the bottles and do all that fun stuff right i uh, i would do that on my free time (laughs) so one day she caught me wearing that pink shirt oh no and she was pissed off and i told her but it's pink like yeah it's pink i'll meet you halfway right (laughs) she was so mad at me um i just remember her yelling at me like no you're 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 a female you're a girl you're you're gonna be a woman um girls don't wear that girls don't play outside oh my gosh she if she would catch me outside with my dogs like Mm -hmm. playing fucking climbing the ceiling and i was just one of those little kids that just love to be outside every single day and that's crazy. Um. <laughs> that's crazy because I personally can't relate to that. I was very, really? don't touch me, girly, <laughs> like just in my little dresses. And it was way oh, I hated different. Dresses. I hate it. <laughs> but anyways. Um, um, but yeah, anyway, she caught me, whatever. Um, and I never forgot that because a parent should make you feel safe. And yeah. Like, okay, Mika. Okay, Mijo. Like, oh, you look so beautiful. Like. Make you feel confident. That, make, that gives you that confidence. And yeah. so then I grew very shy, very nervous like mm-hmm. fucking weird right so obviously since day one she always had this control over me right mm-hmm. and um kind of the same and it, had some similarities yeah. like narcissistic behavior very controlling because she was just embarrassed of having another gay kid i mean at the same time my brother was 15 at the time and they were already going through so much shit with him because he was coming out of the closet and this was only like 2003 2002 like around that time so mm-hmm it was very hard for the family they had disowned him Mm -hmm. they kicked him out of the house yeah like they put him in this fucking like not like a frat house but like where you put kids that you don't want to take care of and they just like a private school and they would pay for that for that private school just so he can stay there and sleep there because they did not want to be seen with their gay son mm-hmm. and they they obviously they've always been an advocate for like hey like do not be a bad influence for my daughter because yeah. obviously they knew that their son was gay and i was a lesbian so fast forward to yeah fast forward to like my relationship and you know um i came out she always knew mm-hmm. just to give you a little snippet of everything she always knew they always knew and I came out when I was in middle school. Mm-hmm. She had found a notebook that had somebody's name all over. <laughs> and she asked me, like, what the fuck is this? Going back to, like, the same bullshit. Yeah. Like, the mm-hmm. pink is for girls and the blue is for guys. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, fuck. I remember my body just, like, froze. And I didn't know what to tell her. And I was just like, that's not me. And guess what? I became a, an amazing liar. Yeah. And then I started feeling like i can manipulate everything and, and the situation yeah mm-hmm. so i i would just lie to her i started lying to her and i developed this other persona kind of like living a double life i was definitely living a double life and i i realized that that same day that i i lied to her 
Um, anyways, in um, in high school, I I went through this really traumatic experience, and she she had you know found out I was gay, and then I was like, yeah, mom, I'm fucking gay. Like mm-hmm. <laughs> I was only fourteen. Yeah, and I was like, yeah, if you want to know, like I am, I am fucking gay. Like I'm a lesbian. I consider myself a lesbian, and I like women, and that's what I like. And oh, it, I, I can't really share this part with people, but let's just say that I got a little bit violent. It went too far, yeah. And it went a little bit too far, yeah. And I got hurt, and it was really painful for me. Because mm-hmm. at that point, I knew that I wasn't accepted. Yeah. It felt like I was seeing my brother's experience all over again. Mm-hmm. Like, it was just like... It's like on replay. Itself. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, so yeah, um, I, be, I kept lying to her and she told me, you know, you have to date men because you need to change your perspective mm-hmm. and you need to change the way you think and all this bullshit. Right. Right. And so then she got in my head so much that I was like, okay, maybe, maybe she's right. Maybe this is just like some type of fucking, um, how do you say it? A phase. Yeah. I'll get over it. Yeah. And, um. But it wasn't like you know in your heart. I like, yeah no absolutely really <laughs> like to I'm that. still thinking. So I was still thinking of my crush, right? I was just like fuck. Like I'm still thinking about this girl. Like what's going on with me? I'm my hormones are all crazy. I was in middle school, so then I go into high school, and uh, in middle school I had this this guy that was my best friend. Mm-hmm. In high school, we decided to run for homecoming together because he was my best friend. He had mm-hmm. told me that he was gay. I had opened up to him. That I was gay. And the reason I'm sharing this is because it ties up. To your first relationship. Yeah. To yeah. my first... The first relationship I had with a woman. Yeah. Okay? This whole time, I mean, I wasn't fucking... Like, I wasn't bi or bisexual. No, like, I was straight out gay. Like, I, yeah. I told him that. It's because but... you know what you want. But then the situation puts you in a weird predicament where you have yeah. to keep lying and play... You know, like, this double life. Yeah, like you said, I really didn't have a choice. I had nowhere else to live. I wasn't close to any other family members. Yeah. I didn't have mm-hmm. older siblings. My brother was long gone. Like we wouldn't even we didn't even have contact during that time. He yeah. wasn't even living there, you know. I mean he I don't remember growing up with my brother at all. And that's yeah. heartbreaking. It is. I, I never lived with him. Like he was always living in different houses, different apartments. He had his own life, but um yeah so fast forward the homecoming thing i brought him to the house mm-hmm. i asked my mom can i bring my friend because we need to make posters and we're gonna run for homecoming and uh at this time he was the like the most popular, popular. basketball guy and then i was uh i was a cheerleader so i had made the varsity team in high school so i for the first time you know i felt accomplished and mm-hmm. i saw my mom happy so then that made me happy. Because it kind of eases the situation at home. And I just want to tell the listeners that I did try other sports because obviously I had mentioned that I fucking love basketball shorts. And obviously I wanted to play basketball, volleyball, softball. I wanted to do all these different things, but I never got the chance to and I was never allowed to. So what was the closest thing? Cheerleading. Yeah. Because they wear skirts. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. And oh, both. yeah. Do that sport because it's girly. Because there's bows and skirts. Yeah. Uh huh. Very stereotypic. Yeah. And she, I was just like, why can't I do wrestling? Why can't I do track? And no, because only men do that in your... So that means like, 
you're gonna get all buff and you're gonna look like a man that's what she would tell me Jesus and i'm Christ. like what the fuck so she started getting in my head about my body image mm-hmm. my image so i couldn't look like any type of uh like a guy i couldn't look i couldn't dress like gender fluid vibes i couldn't like dress i couldn't wear basketball shorts basically you had to look like a hundred percent girl with bows and skirts oh and yeah i had to be pinks and yellows and all i had flowers. to be a real girl i had to be a woman mm-hmm. i had to love skirts and dresses and pink and all this bullshit and bracelets and necklaces and i didn't i never did mm-hmm. my style you know my style yeah is very simple very organic, very nude colors. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Very H&M, if you want to think about it. Very gender fluid. So um, not too dominant, mm-hmm. but not too feminine either. It's like very neutral. Yeah, so that's my neutral. style now. And so, yeah, she discovered my style since day one. But, you know, she had to fight me or whatever. And um, anyways, I brought this guy over at the house, mm-hmm. at my parents' house. And my mom was just like, I'm obsessed with him. I think about it now and I'm like, what the fuck? That's that's just really weird to me. It's very awkward. And I don't like to go back and think about it. But that's how I was. Mm-hmm. She started getting in my head and she's like, you should date him. And I was like, ew, mom. Like, he's my best friend. Plus, he likes guys. I remember telling her, he's into guys. Yeah. Like, he just told me he has a crush on this other guy. Like, what do you mean? She's like, no, Evelyn. Like, he likes you a lot. And, and you guys should just be together. And... She started telling him that, too. And us being kids... You guys were young. 15 years old. She got in her head. And next thing I know, like, literally a month passed by. And she was able to... Because he kept going to the house. She kept inviting him. So Mm -hmm. every time he was there... He, she would be like, oh, come over for this. Come over for that next time. Ask your mom, if, ask your mother if you can come over here for dinner, if you can. So, but at the time oh I just God. thought, she, I was like, wow, like she's really nice. Like she's never let any of my girlfriends come over. Yeah. But she's letting this guy come over. Like I thought it was really cool. Like at you least thought that- I have a friend um, to come over to the house because when I was young, I was never allowed to go to sleepovers. I was, I was very controlled. She was very strict. So I wasn't able to go to like quinceañeras. Mm-hmm. I never went to any of those things. Parties, dinners, um, any type of like little kids parties. Like I was not allowed to do any of that. So to me, yeah. it was so exciting to have somebody new. And plus, he was my best friend. And to have someone just like share some time with you at home. Yeah. I was versus- like, oh my God, like we're here after school. Like, oh my God, I'm, I'm yeah. always alone. I'm always by myself. Mm-hmm. I had two little sisters. Like. Yeah. And I'm right in the middle, and I'm I'm very apart from my age. Um, the age difference from my siblings, they're very apart. Yeah. So I was practically alone. Yeah. I felt alone. So then this was a very new experience for me, and she got in his head. And next thing I know, a month, like a month or two passed by, and he's outside with his mom. <gasps> what happened? And my parents. And I walk out and I'm like, what's going on? This is like a Saturday early yeah. morning. And I'm like still on my PJs. I'm still wearing my PJs and I'm like, what the fuck's going on? Mm-hmm. And my mom's like, oh, look, like he brought his mom to ask you, to ask us as parents, like if he can be in a relationship with you. He's he's asking for our blessing. Um, and we were 15. This is not 1950. What the fuck? I was 15 years old. Oh, my God. But because she knew I was gay, she forced that onto she us. She was pushing that. Oh, my God. 
It's terrible. It's terrible. So what happens? Next four years, we're together. And oh this God. turns into a disaster. Jesus. I was if you've heard the other episodes, I opened up a lot about domestic violence and a lot about my childhood trauma. So it just going I mean I'm talking about this it's just really hard for me guys so I'm, I apologize but so yeah growing up and a domestic as a domestic violence victim I I didn't really know what was going on and I was so used to these things and so used to violence and so used to people that were controlling me my whole life mm-hmm. and that's exactly what he did and he took advantage of me I did stuff that I never wanted to do mm-hmm. I got sexually abused mm-hmm. I you know he mentally abused me he would talk down to me mm-hmm. he would call me really really mean things terrible things things that you don't even and you don't say these things to even your enemy yeah and you were like these were like through ages 14 and 18 right exactly maybe a little bit older no 14 18 14, okay exactly 14, 14 years old 18. till I was 18 and I, I thought he was my best friend. And I, don't, I really don't know what happened. And I just kind of went like, yes, because I was terrified of my mom. Mm-hmm. So obviously I, I came out, she knew, and I was like, fuck, I have to say yes to them. Mm-hmm. I have no other option. And I don't want to take, you know, I don't want her to take away cheerleading from me because that was, that was the only thing I that had. That was the next step. Yeah. She you was going to take away everything from me. She you, even She even... Threatened me to move me to, like, a different city, different school. She told me she was going to do the same thing that she did to my brother. Oh, my God. And that's put me in a private school, like, in a Christian private school. Jesus Christ. So that I don't grow up looking at, like, you know, not having any type of experiences that had to do with, like, how I felt inside because I was a lesbian. And, yeah, it, it, was, it was very difficult for me. It's kind of blurry. Uh, it was... It was terrible. I just got abused. Left and right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But so when I came out of this, right, and I was 18, I was just so excited. I was excited to um, go to college and be somebody and actually have control of my life. So I was very ambitious. I mean, I still am, but <laughs> I was way more ambitious. And I was just like, I need to figure out a way to get out of this home and mm-hmm. make my life. I always dreamed of like marrying a woman. I always dreamed of living a life with a woman. I always saw myself with a girl. I wanted to feel the butterflies. I, I never had that. Yeah, you weren't I, allowed to. No, I never got to talk to any girls. And I, here, I mean, in during high school, I... I some girls were interested, you know. Mm-hmm. Like I can, I remember, and I'm like, "Fuck!" Like I pushed everybody away because I would get so scared, and I, I would, I wouldn't trust anybody. I felt like if somebody else was looking at me, they were gonna go tell on me. Yeah, and use that and blackmail me for that. That's how fucking traumatized and paranoid I was of my mom, of my mother. Yeah, and you know, she would, she would go stalk me. She would go drive around my high school. To oh make sure that I was with this guy and not hanging out with a girl or walking around with oh a girl. She stalked me everywhere. She would follow me everywhere, my cheer games. Like, she wouldn't go to my competition games, but she would go and stalk me during lunch. Oh my gosh. So I always felt like somebody was looking watching. at me, watching me, following all my every single moves. So you basically. decided to just 
push all your feelings aside. And yeah, what everything you was pushed. Yeah, I was just like, I gotta get through this. And I remember getting very busy in after school activities. Mm-hmm. But anyways, I mean, fast forward. Uh, I had a really bad experience. One of the last terrible experiences that happened to me, um, I went to go visit my brother with him. Mm-hmm. And he left me out of town. And he drove back and he left me in a random place. Oh, my God. And I was alone. I had no phone. He he would, like, buy me stuff to, like, keep me quiet from all the sexual abuse that was happening to me. And, and then he would take it away. And verbal abuse. And then he, like, would break my phone or he would destroy my stuff or he would put all my tennis shoes because I was always into sneakers. Mm-hmm. So he would buy me stuff so that I can stay quiet. But then he would take it away or destroy it. Yeah. And one time he put everything in a black bag. And he's like, are you sure you don't want to be with him? And I was like, dude, I've never wanted to be with you. <laughs> like, I want to be with a woman. And at this time, like, I was talking to another girl. Mm-hmm. And that was my only outlet. And I've, I knew her since, like, freshman year. But we got really close. You built my that last, emotional bond. My last couple of high school years, I, I, I got really close to her. And she was my only emotional outlet. Mm-hmm. And... That was the closest thing to me. I mean, the safest and closest thing to being with a girl. <laughs> yeah. Just talking at a distance and being safe. Mm-hmm. And that's all I had. And But it all fucks you up. I felt like I was living, like, three different lives. One yeah. in school, one with him, one with um, that girl I was talking to, and one with my family. Yeah. So I never really knew who I was. And I lost myself. I lost myself a long time ago. And then, you know, I graduated high school and... I was like, fuck it. I've heard that there's these, like, apps. And back then, there wasn't really any apps in 2015. Yeah. And I graduated in 2015. And there wasn't really anything like Tinder or... You know, I mean, there was, like, Facebook. But there wasn't any really, like, Facebook dating. Because I've seen that now. Like, yeah, I've seen now that it's... there's, like, all, this, all these dating apps. And I started... Um, I found this really sketchy app. Almost like Craigslist, but, like, for lesbians. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so this like Craigslist, Craig, Craigslist looking app, but it was all sketchy and it was for lesbians. And I was like, "Fuck it, I'm gonna make an account and see what happens." Yeah, so I did. I took some like pictures and I was like, "What's up? I'm 18. <laughs> Fuck y'all, bitches. Like I'm about to dip." And uh, <laughs> I sent this message to this one girl, mm-hmm. and. I never thought, I never thought that girl was the one that I was going to be with for the next five years. Wow. So four years in this other mess, right? The next five with this, it was another different world for me. I was mm-hmm. very excited. I was like, you know what? I'm not like with this crazy psycho anymore. Nobody has control over me. I had just, uh, my mom would feel so bad that she would also give me like gifts in return. Mm-hmm. So I've always learned how to just be grateful and stay quiet. Mm-hmm. And so then she got a car out. But it was technically her car. <laughs> but I could use it. I could yeah. use it to go to school. So to me, that was like the magical car of freedom for me. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, hell yeah, I'm about to fucking dip and do whatever the fuck. So, I mean, I lied to her during my whole college years yeah. while I was with my ex. And I would use that car to my advantage. It was a brand new car and it was a nice car and I could drive from point A to point B because obviously <laughs> me and my ex lived very far from each other mm-hmm. at the time. But um, I was 18 years old. We met up and I don't know. I just felt some type of way and things got a little mm-hmm. bit serious. And that first year was amazing and it was all 
it was the first time I actually felt butterflies with a girl and it was private and no one was looking at me. No one was stalking me, you know, and felt I was a little being, free. Yeah, I was free. I was a free little bird. And at that moment in my life, I was the fucking happiest. So I, I began to get very emotionally dependent on her. Because I had nothing else. Yeah. I was like, wow, this is like the first time I feel so happy. Like, I'm in love with this girl. She's the love of my life. I'm never going to leave this girl. Like, she was there for me. And she helped me at the beginning. And I was totally honest with her. I was like, and that's the thing about me. Like, I've never lied to anybody. I've mm-hmm. always been honest with everybody. And I told her straight up, like, what was happening in my life. Yeah. <laughs> in my own way. In my 18-year-old mentality. Yeah. When you I'm were like, that Yo, age, yeah. I went through some fucked up shit with this guy, but, like, I like you, you know? <laughs> um, so, yeah, things got really serious, and I fell in love. And I was just... I don't want to say I got obsessed with her, but I really cared about her. Yeah. It was Well, crazy. it's like an outburst of emotions, especially if you haven't been able to have your own emotions, so you know, like coming out of all of that, you're definitely like, oh my God, what is like this? A chained up dog. Yeah. And they let me go of that leash. And she just got so many emotions, so many love at like once. It was just too much for her. Yeah. And she's a cancer. So they're very chill, very quiet. They mm-hmm. don't really like... And they say they're emotional, but when it's too much, like, they can't take it. And Yeah, they close they their like doors. To, they like to put themselves first, which mm-hmm. I didn't understand. That wasn't a healthy thing for me. So my ex, she's a cancer, and they're very emotional in quotes, I would say, but not her. I mean, she, she really dedicated her time and working out. Like, to me at this time, I was just, like, very selfish because I was like, it's about me. It's about my life because I've never had that. Mm-hmm. This is the first time I actually had control of my life, and she was all about working out, taking care of herself. Um, and it was weird to me, and I, I didn't want to let her do that. Because mm-hmm. I was like, no, like, you're spending too much time with yourself. Like, that's weird. Or you're spending too much time with your family. Like, that's weird. But she was all about her family and very healthy girl. Mm-hmm. Mentally, she saw her parents together her whole life. No trauma, nothing like that. It was like, very different. Yeah, that is very... Like, you're putting these two different girls together. Obviously, that shit's not going to work out. Yeah. We actually lived in college together for a couple of years. And that was the first time, like, I actually lived with a girl. So I was very excited. Mm -hmm. But um, obviously, I was very needy. I became very needy and very attached, emotionally attached. And it was just overbearing for her. Very dependent. And it pushed her away. I mean, Mm -hmm. it's just common sense. Like, that's what happens. And I was just way too much. Too serious. Too fast. We were only in college. Yeah. (laughs) And I took it too far. And on top of that, I was just very disrespectful to women. I never respected her. I always called her names because I came out of that. I came out of that disgusting relationship. And then I was eventually treating her the same way. And then, oh, here's your gift. Shut the fuck up. Oh, here's your dinner. Shut the fuck up. Like, you better take it. And we eventually decided that maybe, you know, having an open relationship will help us grow at the same time. But not leave each other because... Obviously, we had some strong feelings for each other. You cared about one another. So it was just like, why waste? Yeah, we're like, we're not going to waste all this time that we've been together. So let's make it work. Let's see what happens. But Mm -hmm. that was like probably the worst worst thing that we've ever done. (laughs) Um, Yeah, she went her own way. I was doing my own thing. And I went crazy in college. I went even crazier. 
Yeah. So I was like, oh my God, like I had just discovered like, fuck, like I'm actually good looking. Kind of confident. <laughs> and these girls, like I'm getting these girls' attention. So I got this new app and this time it wasn't a Craigslist looking, <laughs> cheap looking ass, <laughs> sketchy application for lesbians. It was called Tinder. <laughs> and I was like, oh my God, like you can put a bio, you can put this picture, this video. I was going crazy and I'm mm-hmm. a media savvy. So I was loving it, right? Mm-hmm. And that just that destroyed us. She just couldn't take it, and my childhood trauma started sneaking up on me, and it felt terrible. I started getting very triggered, and I started started treating her like shit. I started being controlling towards her too, mm-hmm. and she just wanted this simple, healthy life. And she always told me like, I just want to be in a very healthy relationship where we can trust each other where you can do your own thing and I can do my own thing and it got so bad that I was chasing so hard and so fast that she started to pull away and whenever I would feel that pull I had to go chase her Mm -hmm. because I I'm I'm a Libra okay so I'm like (laughs) I'm very I'm gonna pursue I'm very Mm -hmm. persistent and I'm not gonna stop so that makes it even worse right yeah but um you know you gotta let a girl breathe so I had to learn that the hard way. And it was normal to kind of have some time apart. It was normal for her to have her interest. And it was normal for me to do my own thing over here. And no, I just wanted us together all the time, 24-7. And obviously, that wasn't normal. And I've never been close to my family like that. So So you couldn't understand that? I wouldn't understand her. Like, I'd be like, why do you want to be with your family for a week? Like, that's boring. Like... But I wouldn't understand that they had a beautiful relationship together, that they actually enjoyed themselves, that they accepted for her for who she was. And she actually uh, came out to her family because of me. Mm-hmm. She was like, I want to do these things right. Like she took me, she drove me all the way over there, told her parents that I was home. Then she walked me inside, sat me down, gave me <laughs> water. She was like, are you ready for this? And I was like, no. <laughs> And uh, her parents, like, did the old school, like, interview, and they were just like, hey, like, I remember they told me, we love her so much. She's our daughter, and we don't care what other people think about her, but just take care of her. Just love her. And to me, I was like, holy shit. Wow. There's actually parents that exist that are like that? (laughs) That's crazy. Yeah, it's mind-blowing. I didn't know that that actually existed very straight up very honest everyone was very respectful open and respectful and they were like you guys are very young so things might happen but right now right here right now <laughs> they they accepted it mm-hmm. and they just wanted to support us especially their daughter and i was like all right like i'm not gonna fuck up like i'm going to school like i'm doing this and that i was all trying to be all confident mm-hmm. But obviously things didn't work out. Like the level of... I was just disrespecting her way too much. Um, We lived together and I was getting home late. Yeah. I was cheating on her. Like it was terrible. Yeah. I I lost control of my life. You lost control of yourself. Myself and my relationship. I threw everything away. Everything. Everything that I had, I threw it away. I didn't really... I didn't care. I was like, fuck it. Like for what... Like, we're, we're going to end up being toxic either way. Like, fi- it was so bad. We were fighting, like, every day. And I know this all goes... It all ties up to, like, my childhood trauma, my triggers, mm-hmm. my emotional damage. Yeah. The disrespect that I went through. 
you know, my parents disowning me. Like, it all just ties up. But I just didn't know that I had so much pain inside of me. All the evil shit I was doing, because I'm going to call it evil, was because of all the pain I was feeling inside of me, inside of my heart. And I didn't know how to cope with all these crazy emotions. And she had to pay for that. She paid for that. She didn't have to, but she did pay for that. Yeah. And that's terrible. And I, I honestly, I don't even know how why she lasted that long. Why she dealt with everything. Why she dealt with my crazy ass. Why she forgave me after everything. Like, she still did. Mm-hmm. And I just... It just didn't work out. And I just told her one day, like, if we break up, like, that's it. Like, this has yeah. gone way too far. It's out of Obviously, hand. Obviously, like, it's way out of hand. Yeah, like you just said. And, like, obviously, like, there's no love. There was never any love. If we lost the trust, the love, we lost everything. Yeah. So, I wish I could have stopped that, like... There was no respect. Two, three years so, before. Yeah. But, and just maybe said, hey, I'm not ready. Yeah, if and if for the listeners, if you, you know, and I appreciate you guys listening to this all the way through and and listening to my part of the story. But if you feel like your relationship's just getting way out of hand, like, guys, it's just, it doesn't get any better. It's just so much healthier and better to just end it right there. And they save time, you save time, and everybody goes their own way because that is the unhealthiest thing you can do and it will drain you. You have no idea how much it would drain you. It would mentally, physically, emotionally, and spiritually fuck you up. Fuck you up. <laughs> yeah. So, so I didn't realize, you know, I I had a lot of time to think. Yeah. I was single for a couple of years and I was like, damn, like I'm really lonely. Mm-hmm. That's really what I did in my relationship. I that's how disrespectful I was. I'm a cheater. I'm fucked up. You know, I ruined somebody who was perfectly healthy mentally and emotionally. I fucked them up. Mm-hmm. And that was something that I, I had to forgive myself for. Yeah. Because for a long time, I thought it was my fault. And I hope it made her stronger. And I hope she never, you know, dates a person like who I used to be. Right. But to know that I mentally fuck somebody up, even spiritually, it's terrible. It's a terrible guilt that you that you carry around. And then you have to come out of and resurface from. Yeah, and, and that was really difficult then for me. You know, that's how I had to heal. I had to be by myself and I had to face the consequences. Mm-hmm. And you know what? Some people don't see it, but some people do see it. And I felt lucky enough to, like, find God. And he led me to the right direction and... For the first time, I felt love in my heart. I felt warmth. Mm-hmm. And I would pray a lot. I would meditate a lot. And I just felt like I connected within myself. And I was just like, I'm going to fucking heal. I'm going to heal mentally, spiritually, physically. Like, I'm going to be better. Because I used to be an alcoholic. And I just wanted to be better. Mm-hmm. Completely. 100%. 360. <laughs> Can't believe we just said that together. I know. <laughs> But yeah, and and that's kind of like how I, you know, and obviously there's a lot of more details, but um, as as the episodes keep going and as we add more, we will get more specific and share more stories and depending on what we're trying to talk about and depending if like it relates to the topic that we're talking about, but that's how I kind of got out of it. And, you know, um, during COVID, I was living with her. It's yeah. crazy. It's crazy. It's all recent, right? Yeah, it's so it recent. It is 2023, and um, 
COVID started around 2020 and I was living with her because I, I had some issues with my, my my parents. They kicked me out. It was terrible. Some crazy stuff that happened. Another, some other more domestic violence stories. <laughs> and uh, I had no, I didn't know anybody. I had no friends. And I ended up in her house with a black eye. Let's just say that. Oh, gosh. And I'm like, please take me. And like, I know you fucking hate me, but just like, I don't have nowhere to stay. I have no home. I have nobody. Like, please, like, please. And she was human enough, thankfully. God bless her heart. Yeah, that she took me in. And she didn't have to. She didn't have to take me into her home with her family again. Yeah. After everything. And her family knew everything that I had done, too. So imagine how embarrassed I was. They knew I had cheated. They knew I had fucked up. They knew I disrespected her. They saw the way I would talk to her. Oh, my God. It was terrible. They they were like, oh, my God, here comes a trashy-ass fucking girlfriend, like, shitty-ass person treating our daughter like shit. And there goes our daughter listening. I mean, we've all known that person, but... I know you're going to be eternally grateful for that. Yeah, for that moment. Yeah, of course. I mean, God bless them. And I'm glad that, you know, they gave me a a room to stay in whenever. I I mean, it was COVID times. It was hard finding a job. It was really hard. And, you know, obviously my family kicked me out during COVID. So, I mean, like, what do you do? Yeah. It was it was terrible. And um, so going back and, like, reflecting on all of this, what can you tell, like, the viewers that, that you did to help you kind of resurface and come out of, like, all these negative things that you have been through. Well, at first I had to accept it and then apologize to everybody else mm-hmm. and then forgive myself and do a lot of self-help. Mm-hmm. Like talking to yourself, meditating, praying, journaling. But being kind to yourself, right? Yeah, you Speaking have to love words yourself. of kindness and affirm- positive offer- affirmations. Yeah. And- it's all really important. And I know that it seems like everyone's doing it. But all those little things, you don't have to do everything. But you do what fits you the best. And what feels right? natural. Yeah, it has to be natural. Don't just be there meditating, forcing the meditation when that's never going to work. You have to feel it so natural within yourself and you have to give yourself to that meditation, to that prayer. You have to connect spiritually to what you're trying to affirm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. But I would just say like, if you just start off somewhere small like that, after so much trauma or even a terrible relationship, it's a great start. It's the beginning of something new because I never thought I was going to meet you. after all that shit i never thought i was gonna meet an amazing person and we were both broken and we both went through so much shit and we it was terrible but when Mm -hmm. we found each other yeah i lost my shit i was like okay now i can't be all fucking creepy and controlling now you know we learned our lessons from your mistakes going back to the same thing and we're sharing our testimony so that other people can hear this so that other people can learn from this so that other people don't repeat the same mistakes that we have done yeah and if you're in the middle of that mistake like run away from it fix it immediately because don't be stuck there like natalie said don't be stuck there for 9 10 15 20 years for what it's not worth it and then you're like in your deathbed and you're like i wish i would have done something different yeah the time starts now guys um everything that evelyn said yes and just to add on to that just know that you're worth it no matter all the mistakes that you have done or created in your life 
make sure to reflect on it but you are definitely worth it i believe everybody deserves to live a beautiful human experience and i hope that this conversation that we're having with you is helpful to help you grow and it's helpful to help you know that you're not the only one surfacing from all of these things but yeah guys thank you so much again for listening to this episode this was episode five of season one and if you haven't heard our other episodes please go visit them they're really interesting some are sad some are happy some are funny but um go go check them out and uh i really appreciate it if you made it all the way through because congratulations you win (laughs) uh magical high five (laughs) just kidding but thank you guys so much have an amazing day and don't forget stay golden